0: That is how you start a new era, folks. Gone is Luke Fickle, and is Scott Satterfield. Saturdays are officially for the Cats and Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, you can't hang with the Bearcats. 66-13, the final score in favor of Cincinnati at Nippert Stadium on the first Saturday of September. Beautiful day. And a beautiful game that we will get into here on the debut episode of Chatterbox Bearcats. What's going on, everyone? My name's Chuck Walter. This is how the page is going to work. Moving forward, we're going to have live shows after every single game. Now, when that will happen... It just depends on when our fearless leader, Trace Fowler, has a second to breathe. For those of you that have followed this channel, you know that he's doing Chatterbox Reds. He's uh, hosting the, the, the Bash on Short Vine. He's filling in for Tom Brenneman. The guy's running around doing 19 jobs at once. He's got kids, too. may have not seen his kids for the last three weeks with how hard he's working. But I respect a Gruden grinder, folks. And when we get this thing figured out, it's going to be a lot more than audio. It's going to be essentially what Chatterbox Reds is. Live postgame shows after every game. And we're hoping that that is debuted um, by the time that basketball season begins. You want to talk about an ass kicking? How about 400 yards of offense with seven minutes to go in the second quarter? Let that one sink in. 400 yards of offense, like 20 minutes into the game. Bearcats put 66 up on the board. Let's start with Emery Jones. The former Florida Gator, who did not fare as well at Arizona State, now gets a third chance, this time at Cincinnati. And UC has been a place where players have revived their careers. Uh, Michael Young, Jerome Ford, uh, I wanted to say Vidal Hazelton, but he got hurt. Um, Demetrius Jones, even Gunnar Keel, when he transferred, he had a you know a good season or two after doing really nothing at Notre Dame. So UC has really always been the place to go and figure figure things out, that is. And Emory Jones couldn't have started off his Bearcats career any better. 10 of 11 with 207 yards and three touchdowns through the air. That was uh, to start the game. His final numbers... 19 of 23, 345 yards, 5 touchdowns, 0 interceptions, 2 touchdowns rushing, 7 total touchdowns for Emory Jones in his Cats debut. His main target was even better, or just as good, I should say. Xavier Henderson has Bearcats fans fired up. This is a guy who in the SEC played a major role for the Florida Gators, and I know that it wasn't Tim Tebow. Florida Gators, but they were still the Florida Gators and playing great competition and Henderson was a player there. Xavier, seven catches, 149 yards, a touchdown. I loved his game. D. Wiggins, the the Miami Hurricane transfer. He also caught a TD. I am really a fan of his game right now. Corey Kiner, running back for the Bearcats, 13 carries, 105 yards. And this is an offense that is going to be run heavy didn't necessarily look like it today. It had pretty good balance and it was a few deep balls early that really opened up the running game in the second quarter and and throughout the second half. But if we are going to take notes off what Scott Satterfield did at Louisville, he's going to run the ball a lot. Read options with the quarterback. I, I mean, I look at Emory Jones and see a little bit of Malik Cunningham, who was his quarterback for, I think, the entire duration of his time at Louisville. For those of you out there that were not sold on the the Scott Satterfield hire, he was one of the hot young coaches in America at Appalachian State before he got that Louisville job. And he gets the Louisville job off the heels of Bobby Petrino, who just created a mess there. And really the entire athletics department in terms of football and basketball has been a mess for a minute now, since Patino left, really, they haven't done much, but uh Petrino left him nothing. It was damaged goods and Satterfield came in right away, changed the culture, made some bowl games, ACC coach of the year in his uh, debut campaign at Louisville and really just changed the culture in a hurry. Most of the Bearcats fans out there are expecting that this is a a big-time transitional year, and that may be the case. A 53-point win over Eastern Kentucky means nothing. I will tell you this, though. They were only 21-point favorites. So that tells you what Vegas thought of this team, what I think the the media thought of this team, even what maybe some of you, the the listeners, thought of this team. Most people out there may still think this team's going to suck. They were set at four and a half wins. It may have gotten up to five. They're not projected to make a bowl game. The Cats are projected to be one of the worst teams in the Big 12 two years after making the playoffs. I'm not sold. I think Scott Satterfield's a good coach, and he has gathered together. He he said, come on, come on. He built this thing. He brought in a bunch of random transfers from all different parts of the country, and he said it after the game today. They're winners. They gel together and they want to win. And they looked good. Emory Jones had a little bit of precision on his passes. You could see the wheels that he had stood comfortably in the pocket. Had a a really nice play where he rushed for a touchdown, escaped a few tackles, and uh, took off. Now, in the Big 12, that's probably a sack. However, you saw the elusiveness there, and that's what a Scott Satterfield team does. Their quarterback has to run it, and they're a grounded pound team. First, I'm most excited about Xavier Henderson. He's the younger brother of uh, former first round draft pick C.J. Henderson. He was Florida's leading receiver last year and uh, was expected to be a big piece to the Gators in the SEC. That's all I need to hear. I mean, if you're supposed to be a big piece in the SEC, we'll take you at Cincinnati because, like I said earlier, this has been a school where. Players, for whatever reason, even going back to Ben Mock, transferring from Wake Forest, whoever it may be, when players come in here, they play well, almost always. And Henderson clearly has talent. Clemson wanted him. Bama wanted him. Georgia, they all recruited him out of high school. He's now in Clifton. Xavier Henderson, NFL caliber player. You heard it here first. Market. Bookmark it. Screen grab it right now. That Chuck Walter, the random guy on Chatterbox Bearcats, the first episode that doesn't have video yet, said that Xavier Henderson is next, and he is a draft pick after this season. Emory Jones, I'm not going to proclaim that he's the Heisman frontrunner, although after seven total touchdowns, he may be the the Heisman frontrunner. If not him, it's probably someone for Oklahoma who put up 73 points today on uh, Butch Jones. We'll get to that in just a moment. But man. You didn't necessarily know who the quarterback was going to be heading into the season. Could it be Emory Jones? Would it be Brady Lichtenberg? I think for a a while now, we've known it was going to be Emory Jones and he had a debut. What has me so excited though, after game one, and it can change in a hurry if they go into Heinz Field and Pitt kicks their ass next week. Trust me, it'll change in a hurry and I'll be back on the the stance of, all right, this is a rebuilding year, which I think 99% of folks out there are in that camp, that this is going to be a rebuilding year. And if the Bearcats make a bowl game, they'll be ecstatic. I'm not going to stoop to that level. I think Scott Satterfield's a good coach. And with the transfer portal nowadays, even if the cupboard is left a little bit bare, you can go out and get talented players like a D Wiggins from Miami like Xavier Henderson, like a former SEC starting quarterback that's played the likes of Alabama and Georgia and all these different teams in quarterback Emory Jones. But I wasn't expecting much from the offense. I thought this was going to be a team that would rely on their defense. I assumed the Bearcats would be good up front and, and would cobble together enough of a defensive backfield to where they would be an adequate defensive team. Offensively, I had no idea. I mean, this was a hodgepodge of just... Let's go to the portal and grab this guy from that school and that guy from this school. They returned two offensive starters and a makeshift offensive line. Lawrence Metz isn't walking through that door anytime soon. He's over in Germany right now throwing back a boot. Das Boot. But the line looked fine. Hell, the Bearcats have a pair of former Florida Gator starters along with a a former playmaker at LSU. Those are the three guys that you can rely on with your offense. Now, how good will the offensive line be? How well will they hold up in the big 12? That's yet to be seen. I'm not going to get into too much detail about this game because it's Eastern Kentucky, but I'll finish with this. The Bearcats destroyed them. It was never a game. Like I mentioned earlier, by the time the fans got their popcorn, it was over 400 yards of offense from Cincinnati with seven minutes to go in the second quarter. It felt like they could have put a hundred up on the scoreboard had they tried to and played their starters all game. How to look around the big 12 Cincinnati's new conference. Tell you what, aside from me marrying my wife, the second greatest day of my life was finding out that the Bearcats no longer had to play the likes of East Carolina and Tulsa and temple. Oh, it's glorious. Kansas played on Friday and beat Missouri State 48-17. Central Florida, who made the trek over from the American with the Cats, they beat Kent State 56-6. Penn State beats West Virginia 38-15. Neil Brown is officially on the hot seat. He's going to have to win some games in the Big 12 this season, or this will most likely be it for him. Oklahoma State beats Central Arkansas 27-13. Houston, we don't have a problem. They were wearing some pretty cool jerseys, the The Houston Oilers tribute, the, uh, the light blue. I saw them, and I was like, is, is that the Houston Cougars wearing light blue? What's going on here? They were slick. The team didn't look as slick, um, although they did take down a pesky Texas-San Antonio team, the Roadrunners, 17-14 in favor of the Cougars, the final score, the big upset. Texas State defeats Baylor 42-31. That's a tough loss for the Bears in their first game of the season. Kansas State 45, Southeast Missouri 0. Texas beats Rice 37-10. Iowa State defeats Northern Iowa 30-9. Oklahoma blasts Arkansas State 73-0. Colorado, how about Coach Prime? Heading into Texas Christian and taking down the Horn Frogs 45-42. BYU, who's also in their first year in the conference, took down Sam Houston. And a slight stunner. Texas Tech falls in overtime to the Wyoming Cowboys. That's your look at the Big 12. Who's up next for the Bearcats? A familiar foe, but one we haven't seen in a minute. It's the Pitt Panthers at Heinz Field. The Panthers are coming off a really good season. Uh, They finished in the top 25 last year at 22nd. They defeated UCLA in the Sun Bowl. This is a squad that can score a lot of points. And they did just that today, defeating Wofford 49 to seven. That does it for the show today. This is going to be the only solo show moving forward. There's going to be a cast of characters that join me, and this is not going to be as nuts and bolts where I'm just running through the box score. But quite frankly, I just I don't have a ton to say. They destroyed EKU. A lot of these players are still unfamiliar faces. I don't really know what to expect from this team. I'm still taking the over of four and a half. I think this is going to be a much better team than people give credit to. I just don't know how good they are going to be yet. But my buddy Houdini is going to join the mix. Elliot Rearing. Uh, a bunch of cast of characters that love the Bearcats are joining in. We're talking football and basketball. Basketball is my bread and butter. Now, I love football. I was a season ticket holder back in the uh, 2009 season. I was down at the Sugar Bowl on uh, Bourbon Street, and that was fun. Uh, I'm talking Bourbon Street, not the Sugar Bowl. The, the game itself was an absolute beat. You want to talk about a game being over before the fans got their popcorn. That one is over before I got my crab bisque or whatever the hell I was eating down in bourbon street, my lobster linguine, but go ahead and subscribe to the channel because as I said, for now it's just audio moving forward. We'll get the video, the whole shebang and uh, we'll really get some, some good conversations going on this show when it's more than just me sitting here uh, staring into a computer screen. That being said, Chuck Walter saying thanks for joining. Oh, and one shameless plug. If you haven't heard it already, Uh, chatterbox sports continues to add on programming and one of the shows they've added to the mix is a show by the name of the chatter, the chatter podcast with myself and my buddy Houdini. Our slogan is where sports and comedy collide for a whole bunch of chatter. I'm a sports broadcaster with a decade of experience. I've been around the block in sports broadcasting. My buddy Houdini has zero experience in this realm aside from hosting the podcast with me, but he's a born to be comedian. So we join together, have zero boundaries, cut, cut it loose and just have a good time. The only thing that we want for this show is for it to be entertaining for your commute, for your bathroom breaks or just to pass the time at work if you hate your job. That's what we're going to do. And uh, it's going to be a completely different show than this Chatterbox Bearcats show. But um, follow it right now. Subscribe, rather, I should say. The Chatter Podcast. Talk to you next week. The Pittsburgh Panthers up next for the Cincinnati Bearcats who are 1-0 in the Scott Satterfield era. Saturdays are for the Cats, folks. Have a good one, everyone.